You are now listening to the Moon Child. It's a Friday, approaching the evening, 6.20. Sunset is not for another hour and a half. The sun is beaming on me right now, so I got my sunglasses on. But it's, it's beaming on me on a nice way, looking into the city. So I'm feeling good. You know, I got off of work, but as far as my life, going right now getting ready for a move you know everything's good but as far as what i'm going to talk about today and the podcast is a lot of pain disappointment confusion and i obviously have to address some things about the good old sacramento kings what this team does to its fan base should be illegal okay We're on a nine-game losing streak, and I'm going to title this, April Has Been Fooling Us, because, you know, there's April Fools, and April has been fooling us, thinking that we can win a game in this month. We have not won a single game this whole month, and just a recap of what's happened, and if you look at my other episodes, and how excited I can be and then how disappointed I can be. But then this team could excite me again. But just to break it down, what, what's happened. For instance, March 22nd through March 29th, five-game winning streak. Made some trades at the trade deadline. Coming back from the all-star break with some good energy, some good basketball. Things are going up. We're getting closer to the playing game. Yada, yada, yada. Tyrese balling out, Fox balling out, rest of the team balling out, doing well. Then bam, March 31st through April 15th, or April 16th, till this day. It's April 16th today. We're on a nine-game losing streak. We haven't won a single game. We lose to the Pistons, we lose to the Timberwolves, we lose to the Lakers. And we lose to the Wizards as well. What does this mean? We are still inconsistent. This is not the first time we went on a nine-game losing streak this year. This is actually the second time. After going 6-1, and one, this is our second time going on a nine-game losing streak. And this is our third losing streak that's over five games. I don't know how I'm supposed to reflect on this team because they've shown me good signs. Not only that this team has been on three different losing streaks, this team has also been on three different winning streaks. So that's what makes all of this so, 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 so painful. It's not like we're just winning a game, losing a game, winning a game, winning a game, or losing a game, losing a game. We're just going win, 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 showing that we can be top 15, and then we just go lose, 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 lose. Showing that we can just be the worst team in the NBA. Um, So the inconsistency is just terrible. It's hard to watch and it's hard to figure out what position we're in. I can see Fox. He's getting frustrated. And honestly, if this stays, which I don't think will stay. uh, But if it stays like this for the next two, three years, see ya. He's gone. He's saying bye, Sacktown. I'm going to... He's going to go to Miami or some shit like that. 
he's gonna want to go win somewhere because he's given everything he's given everything he's got um he's living up to his contract and he's leading this team and without him we would be in a worse position right now and i could understand the frustration he's underrated as a superstar he hasn't been to the playoffs or close to the playoffs yet this is a very good opportunity with this play-in tournament this year. I don't think the play-in is going to exist after this year. And there's no reason for us to not be taking advantage of the situation that this season is in right now. There's no reason that we should be going on multiple game losing streaks and just being okay with it. It's not acceptable. It's not. Though he is not going to leave after this year. He's not going to just sign the deal and then give it one year and then just give up and be like, I want out. This franchise sucks. No, I don't think that at all. I think, But we do have a three or four year window to get it right before, you know, because he will become an unrestricted free agent one day. And he deserves the opportunity to win, especially at, and, you know, to get recognition as the all-star level player he is. But my thing is, if they don't showcase themselves, you know, start building that winning culture now, nobody's going to want to come. And it sucks to say this, but we're in the same position that the Suns were last year. If we could finish this season strong and, you know, showcase ourselves, because there's going to be people that want to play with Fox, finish this season strong, try to make some noise in the play-in, we can build momentum from that. You know what I'm saying? But just keep constantly missing the playoffs Sacramento Kings is a joke simple as that Luke Walton is not looking good right now Luke is not I don't know if he's getting the best out of the players I've always said this I think X's and O's wise he's fine as an assistant coach I think he would be fine but I don't have the information or the sources of how he holds that locker room accountable or how much these guys want to play for him but I'm questioning it. I'm questioning how much they these guys want to play for him because the energy level on a night-to-night -night basis is not consistent. Now, let's compare it to some other teams. The New York Knicks. The New York Knicks are not a playoff-caliber team, but they're playing like it because they look motivated. They're playing together. They're playing with energy. They're playing with passion. Grizzlies. They haven't had Jaron Jackson all fucking year. They missed John Morant for some games. They play with passion. They play with energy. They play together. They play like they want to. That type of stuff matters, you know? That type of stuff matters. And we're not playing like we want it on a consistent basis. And that explains, you know, the constant losing streaks that we have faced this season. I question if the guys, you know, I, I honestly think that Buddy don't want to play for Luke Walton. But I don't know how De'Aaron Fox feels about Luke Walton. I think he likes playing for Luke Walton because Luke Walton allows them to play free. And Luke and De'Aaron Fox has not been getting worse under Luke Walton. He has been progressively getting better under Luke Walton. Harrison Barnes has been progressively getting better and playing at the best level he has ever been playing at under Luke Walton. Rashawn Holmes having career numbers under Luke Walton. Tyrese Halliburton as a rookie has fit in well under Luke Walton. Obviously, obviously our defense is not there and we are lacking in the center position but like i said it's not about the wins or losses it's about how we lose and when we come out flat and we're not bringing energy 
it grinds my gears. It really grinds my gears. I can't stand watching a team not want it. If you make mistakes, fine. You turn the ball over, fine. You know, you have miscommunication sometimes on defense, fine. But when you're not hustling or giving your 100%, I can't forgive that. I can't. I can forgive mistakes. I can't forgive effort. You know what I'm saying? I can't forgive just non, just not high effort. I, I can't. I can't do that. And when I watch other teams, they're giving effort more on a consistent basis. So it it sucks. It honestly sucks. There's also injuries going on with us right now. Um, Rashawn Holmes has been injured for the past game or two. Bagley hasn't been there, but what are those guys really going to bring to the table? I know what Rashawn Holmes is going to bring to the table as an energy guy and as a defender. Kind of as a defender because of his length. He came out and said that he should be in the All-NBA team. Now, I'm going to have to disagree with that one. We wouldn't be the one of the worst de defensive teams in the NBA if you were an All-NBA defender. Yeah, you're top 10 in blocks. You can guard multiple positions, but I understand you're, you're definitely not. He's not definitely not the defensive problem, but he's definitely not. He can't come out and say All-NBA because if you were an All-NBA defender, we wouldn't be one of the worst defensive teams in history. Now, Jokic... Vucevic and Embiid, he, Rashawn Holmes has no business guarding those guys, and they proved it. They all got a 40-piece on, Jokic got a 50-piece on, on us with Rashawn Holmes. Vucevic got 40 on us with Rashawn Holmes, and Embiid got 40 on us with Rashawn Holmes. Those are the three best centers in the NBA. You're classifying yourself as a center. You're classifying yourself as an all-NBA defender. Those guys are all getting 40 on you. You're not an all-NBA defender. So let's slow the roll now. You know, I understand he's trying to get paid, but I think he would really be good as a six-man. I don't know about as a starting center. But maybe it's not all his fault. What if he goes to another situation and he really thrives and they're not the worst defensive team in the NBA? Who knows? But I am. This team is dying. When I tell you dying, like dying for a center. And I'm going to constantly say this. Please, Monty McNair, please find a way. I hope he can find a way if we can just package Buddy and Marvin Bagley and end up with one of these three, Miles Turner, Mitchell Robinson, or Jared Allen. Please. We desperately need someone because Damian Jones is not working out. Hassan Whiteside is not working out. Rashawn Holmes is not even working out. Marvin Bagley is definitely not even working out. I don't even think he wants to be a king. I constantly say that. He don't, he's not even with the team, and he has a hand injury. Like, you can't even be with the team for home games. You know what I'm saying? That obviously speaks volumes to me. And I'm making an assumption on that, but if you can't, I'm watching LaMelo be with his team. I'm watching LeBron and AD even travel with their team. You can't tell me that you can't go be with the team for home games. If you want to do rehab and you don't want to travel and do rehab, that's fine. But you can't even be with the team for home games. I, that just doesn't that doesn't sit right with me if I was a teammate. You know, where where where's your mindset at as far with the team? Where does that go? And it doesn't really go anywhere. He's obviously I think he has one foot out the door. It's gonna be interesting what happens this offseason. As crazy as it sounds though, through the nine game losing streak, we're only four games behind the tenth spot technically. The Spurs have been losing. The Warriors have been winning, but the Spurs have been losing. The Pelicans have been winning a little bit. 
but we're still only four games behind. So technically, this is not over yet. Might sound crazy, but I think this team can still turn things around. Now what comes with bad losses comes with good lessons. Alright? This team has to learn from this this experience right now. Has to. For the third time, they go on a losing streak like this. Now, as I said before, with all these losing streaks, this team has shown that they're capable of going on winning streaks. And if they can just pull off one more winning streak in these last 16 games, we can sneak our way into this play-in tournament in that 10th spot. And the way these 16 games are looking, it's looking very possible if we just take advantage. I broke it down. We got 16 games remaining. Three of those team, three of those games are against playoff teams. Play the Jazz twice, and we play the Lakers. I don't even know if LeBron and AD is going to be there. Those are the only three teams that are going to be in the playoffs. Top six. Now, we play eight games where those eight games, the teams that we play, they're in the play-in talk. Those teams, we play the Mavs four times. We haven't played the Mavs once all season. And the Mavs are not a bad matchup for us. We're fully capable of be beating the Mavs. We were actually really good against the Mavs last year and the year before. Ever since the Luka era, we've been pretty good against the Mavs. Because they have issues outside of Luka and Porzingis. We also get to see the Grizzlies two more times. We also play the Pacers. We play the Spurs again. We also play the Warriors again. Those are winnable games. They're in the same tier as us, technically, competing for that play-in spot. Now, we also have five games against teams that are not touching the playoffs. We play the T-Wolves two more times. We got to play the Thunder three times. So, three of these games are against playoff teams. Two against the Jazz, one against the Lakers. The other 13 are fully capable of winning. Grizzlies, I'm confident. Thunder, I'm confident. Mavericks, I'm top confident. Timberwolves, I'm confident. Mavericks is going to be the key. The, these, these games versus the Mavericks is really going to tell where we're at, um, how much work needs to be done. Obviously, there's work that needs to be done, but how much work that needs to be done, whether, you know, are we really just this lottery team right now, or, you know, are we really showing potential for something? Uh, I think those Mavericks and Grizzlies games is really going to prove where we are because we need to show that we're at least on the same level as the Mavericks, the Spurs, the Grizzlies, because they're in that play-in spot right now. And I don't think that they're far superior than the Sacramento Kings. I think, they're having a, I think they have a better mentality than the Sacramento Kings. I think they're playing with better energy. I think they're, being, they're playing with more wants. You know, I think they're wanting it more than us. If we could show that we want that, you know, the same type of want, I totally feel like that we're on the same level as them. So call me crazy, but this team has, I've been on this roller coaster long enough now, and they've surprised me. I can't, I was getting ready to, you know, scout the draft prospects, but I was looking at the standings, and it's not over yet. It's technically not over yet. It's not over till it's over. And I waved the white flag already this year. I'm not going to do that again. Okay? Um, no matter how much this team disappoint me, I'm going to keep believing. Okay? 
This team need, desperately needs playoffs. This city desperately needs playoffs. And I don't think Fox is going to let us go out like that. I don't. I don't think Tyrese is going to let us go out like that. I don't think Holmes is going to let us go out like that. I don't think Harrison Barnes is going to let us go out like this. Where we're just out of the play-in conversation. I, we can't let that happen. We got to at least... If we end up being the 11th seed, we barely miss the play-in. It's disappointing, but I won't be as mad. But if we end out the way that we're we're, we're ending right now, the way we're playing right now, then I'm going to be very disappointed. Obviously, there's things to look forward to the draft, but yeah, these players are nice. I know and I understand how good these players are. Trust me. I understand the type of talent that's coming out this draft. But the winning culture to me is so much more important. We can get a guy in the mid-first round. I'm telling you, I feel like we can. We got to establish something that means more to the organization than just getting more talent. Trust me. I truly think that's more important. So that's that's what I have to address about the Kings. Um, it sucks. It really does suck. But it's not the end of the world. The season's not over yet. There's 16 games. And it's going to go in this order. Mavs play-in tournament. They're in, they're in the play-in conversation. The T-Wolves on the back-to-back, non-playoff team. The Warriors, then the Mavs, both play-in tournament teams. Then we got the Jazz, and then the Lakers, two playoff teams. Then the Mavs, again. Then the Thunder, Pacers, Spurs, Thunder twice again, Grizzlies twice, and then the Jazz again. Now, only team that I would say is like for sure favorites where I'm like, okay, like we're not winning this game is the Jazz. That's two out of the four out of the sixteen games. I think we have a, a a legitimate chance at every single game other than those Jazz. Like where we're just like straight like if I'm betting you know, if I'm betting if I'm betting against the Kings, um, if I was to ever bet against the Kings, it would be it would be the Jazz. Or like if we're playing the the Clippers, I'm a bet against the Kings. Or for playing the 76ers, I'm betting against the Kings. Playing the Brooklyn Nets or the Bucks, I'm betting against the, the Kings. If we're playing the Lakers, if they have LeBron and AD, then I'll bet against the Kings. But I don't even think they're going to have LeBron or AD. So I like the Kings' chances in every single one of those games except for the Jazz. But that's only two games out of the 16. So it's not over yet. Don't count. I'm not counting them out. I'm not. I... Coming at it with good energy, all right? I've seen them win so many games in a row, and I think this nine-game losing streak has to set a fire. It's starting, I can see it. I can see them getting frustrated, and I like seeing that. So they have to turn things around. It, it starts It starts this next stretch, you know, this, this where they've just played the Suns, this nine-game losing streak, the first half of April. It's time to change things the second half of April going into May. It's time. So let's talk about around the NBA. I want to talk about this MVP conversation real quick. It's tough. It's really tough. But and it's starting to come down to two, only two people now. Shout honorable mention to Damian Lillard and to Steph Curry. But it comes down to Embiid and Jokic. And Embiid is back. And I know when he's healthy, he's the best player in the NBA when he's healthy. I'm saying it right now. Because of his physical dominance... His physical presence and what he is doing. It's a lot of skilled guys in the NBA. A lot of guys able to get you 30, 25 plus. But Embiid being the center, doing what he's doing skillfully and doing on the defensive end, 
leading this team to the best team, best record in the NBA or best record in the East. He's literally unstoppable. There's a lot of guys that's unstoppable. But he's one of the very few, like, you just literally can't do nothing about it because he's 7'1", 275 pounds with light, 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 light footwork. And he's making it look easy. Now, Jokic, on the other hand, he's playing every game. He's playing 38 minutes per game. They, I literally watched so many fourth quarters of Jokic this year where they just... They literally rely on Jokic. They just give the ball to Jokic, and he does his thing. And he does. Can't stop him one-on-one. -on -one. Has such a soft touch. And then he's, he's he's a top-five passer in the NBA, if not probably the best passer in the NBA right now. And the way he dominated the game is just so special. And he holds his own defensively. And they're just better when he's on the court. He's valuable. But with Embiid, I can't put him over Embiid. Embiid is back, and he's proven that he hasn't missed a step. I got Embiid MVP, MVP'd being the favorite for MVP right now. Uh, a lot of people have Jokic as the favorite right now, but I, I say give it the next three or four weeks. If Embiid is still playing at the level he's playing at, he's going to overtake it as far as the way Philly is playing. And also, it, it, it should be Embiid. It should be Embiid's. Um, it's only his to lose if he gets injured. So Embiid, number one, Jokic, number two, Dame, number three, Steph Curry at number four. That dude's getting 30 a game. Still shooting over 40% from the three-point line. It's just ridiculous how what he does, man. It, it, it's special to watch. It's fun to watch. And I can't wait to see um, Klay Thompson come back for the Warriors, man. I can't wait to see what they get going. Um, they get a real chance to start competing for a championship again because that, that backcourt is just something special definitely miss watching it we haven't got to watch that backcourt in over two years so um you know kd's gone i'm i, I fuck with the warriors you know, i didn't fuck with the warriors when kd was there i really didn't i didn't like like obviously you knew they're gonna win they play great basketball or whatever but there's no there's no i'm i like pe watching people compete there just wasn't enough competitiveness when it came to that team they were too good okay great yeah they're great so what else there's no competition then so i really didn't care too much about that KD era. I think it, those were the two worst years of basketball. It wasn't, it wasn't interesting. Um, 2019, 2020, even this season has been so fun to watch. We don't know who's going to win the championship. There's parity. So um, I like, you know, the, it can go either way. I like what's going on right now. I like the way the NBA, I, I love the way it is going right now. Because I'm even the Nets, the Nets have three, you know, superstars. That doesn't necessarily, they're going to mean, you know, necessarily win it this year. You still got the Lakers, you still got the Clippers, you still got the Bucks, you still got the 76ers, you got the Jazz cooking right now, even the Nuggets. Um, it's going to be interesting. But Steph Curry, back to Steph Curry, what he's just doing is amazing. Um, I'm, I only need, I just need two or three more years, you know, to keep playing at this level for me to put him over Magic Johnson. I'm not going to put him over Magic Johnson yet, but I feel like when it's all said and done, Steph Curry's going to be the greatest point guard of all time. Simple as that. Now, unfortunately, Jamal Murray is out for the season. People are counting the Nuggets out now because Jamal Murray is, you know, out. I'm not necessarily counting him out. Now, Jamal Murray is not, people got to realize, he's not their point guard. Jokic is their point guard, okay? Um, 
obviously it's going to be hard to you know match Jamal Murray's level of production but you have guys are who are capable of stepping up and filling in for that production so you still got you know you got the boy Fasundo Campazzo but on the other hand you know they still have Aaron Gordon that they added um, they have JaVale McGee come off the bench the X factors you know who's gonna have to really step up you got MPJ who is capable of getting 20 points a game he has the potential to really be a, a high level scorer in this league Will Barton can you know get hot at any time he's going to have to step up Monte Morris can get hot anytime he's going to have to step up but they still got the Joker they still offense is still run through Joker um, and I feel like they still have a I feel like they still have a good shot I really do with Jokic running the running the show if if MPJ can really show why he was the number one player coming out they're not gonna miss a step I promise you. Um, defensively, they might be even better. You never know. I'm not going to count the, the Nuggets out. Because there's no way that Jamal Murray is going to have that same type of playoffs um, this upcoming year anyway. But I'm not counting the Nuggets out. It's unfortunate, though. and It, it shows you that you know your window, you never know when your window is because you have to get so lucky as far as injuries, you know, on all that, um, with health. A lot of things have to go your way to get a championship. And I experienced that shit with the Niners. The Niners were best team in 2019 with best defense. Slipped up in the Super Bowl. Next year, injury riddle season. So now we're in a position to get a new quarterback after Jimmy just got us, you know, got us to the Super Bowl. But injuries, constant injuries, it changes everything. So like if if, if Fox hopefully knocking on wood, you know, it, it could change a lot of things. I'm just happy to see Fox balling out not injured right now and it's just unfortunate so hopefully he can recover quick he's gonna be at least out you know he's gonna probably be out till next year's all-star break so hopefully he can recover but I think the Nuggets still have a good shot to go far they really do six teams in the Western Conference any of them could go to the finals including the Trailblazers I believe so it's not no they don't have no chance Suns Jazz Nuggets Lakers Clippers and um and what's the last team? What's the last team? What's the Suns, Jazz, Jazz, Suns, Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets, and Trailblazers. They all have a chance to go to the finals. They really do. I think those six teams in the Western Conference all have a chance to go to the finals. And when it comes to the East, I think only three teams have a shot. And it comes to the Bucks, 76ers, or or the Nets. As far as the Clippers and Lakers, Lakers are playing inspiring basketball. I am not coming here with Lakers slander today. They are playing inspiring basketball. Braun and AD are showing up to the games. The rest of the squad, they're playing competitive. They're staying in games. Andre Drummond is being a very nice addition for them. I must give them credit. But, on the other hand, the other team in LA has actually been better. Um, they are 7-0 since Rondo has came on team. I think they're losing to Philly right now. But Rondo has proven, and as I said before, once the Clippers get their, that floor general, they're going to be a problem, and they got one of the best to ever do it. They not only got a floor general and a point guard, but they also have a leader and a guy who's going to hold guys accountable. And Rondo does all of those. He checks all those box boxes. He's an elite, elite floor general. He's going to get guys in their spots. 
and give them the ball where they need it, and they're only going to be better. And he's smart. He's obviously not the same player physically, but his mind, his knowledge of the game is going to keep him on the floor. He knows what he's doing. He's a coach on the floor, literally. And I'm leaning towards the Clippers. I'm leaning towards the Clippers over the Lakers. Lakers can say all they want. You know, they're the recent champs. They have not proved to me that they are better than the Clippers. The times they played the Clippers, the Clippers have won. I have not seen them in the playoff series against the Clippers. The Clippers beat themselves against the Nuggets. Now, the Nuggets can brag and say that they're better than the Clippers. They can say that all they want. They really can. But I'm not going to hear Laker fans say that they're completely better than the Clippers. I'm not going that far. You can't say that. They have not proved that. Nope, they haven't. And Kawhi starts hitting a little bit, and Kawhi starts to hit a little bit more mid-range shots than usual when it comes to the going against the Lakers for some reason. I really want to see that matchup, though. I really do. I hope we get that matchup in the first round. Just get it over with. No more, no injuries or nothing. I just want to see Lakers, Clippers, first round. I just want to see it. I just want to see it as fast as possible because I want to see the Jazz get a chance to compete for a championship. I don't really want to see the Suns compete for a championship or the Nuggets or the Trailblazers. So I want to see Lakers Clippers battle out right then and there. I want to see what happens. But as far as the Eastern Conference, um, Lamarcus Aldridge retired, and I think he's a legend in my opinion. Um, he has he has one of the deadliest mid-range shots I've ever seen. I remember in some playoff series when he was with Portland, he was just getting. 45 to 50 points with ease in that Rockets series where Dame hit that game winner. He was just going nuts. And sad, you know, he had obviously had a regular hot heartbeat. Had to do what's best for him. I don't think this affects the Nets. As far as it, the way it affects the Nets, he was an addition to the Nets that was going to help them. But him, them losing him is not necessarily the end of the world. They still have the same struggles anyway with or without him defensively. And they just haven't been playing a lot of games together. We're going to really see how three superstars could just go through a season without really playing with each other and just make it work in the playoffs. But I don't believe that's going to happen because they haven't shown that they're dynamic defensively. And the way that 76ers have been all year with their coaching, um, the way that Ben and and B really has just taken a step up. I think Ben Simmons is defensive player of the year, and I think Embiid is... MVP of the you know MVP of the league and the way that Tobias is playing they have another defensive weapon in Thibault they have the shooters and Shake Milton Seth Curry they have the experience and Danny Green and Dwight Howard I think they got it all they have all the tools to win the championship they really do and they're my favorites of coming out the Eastern Conference I think the team that has the best chance of beating the 76ers is the Milwaukee Bucks I don't think the Lakers or Clippers match up well with Philly I think Embiid is a problem. The only person I feel like that could really cause give Embiid problems and Ben Simmons is Giannis in them with Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton. I really think the Bucks is a bad matchup for Philly. Um, that's all it comes down to. It really comes down to the matchups. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be really interesting. But I'm saying here now, I'm going to stick with it throughout the whole playoffs. I haven't really figured out my favorite for the West yet. I'm leaning towards the Clippers. I have to see more because I still like the Jazz. I got to see how LeBron and AD come back as well with the addition of Drummond. But as far as the Eastern Conference, I think 76ers is going to the finals. And I'm going to leave it at that.
So, I'm going to leave it at that for today's episode. We're at 41 now. I'm about to go to the gym later. It's been a long day. going to keep going with this podcast. Keep doing what I'm doing. And to the people that stays this long and listen, you're greatly appreciated. I really... I would really... um, Like, if you give me feedback... I was listening to my episode the other day. One of the episodes the other day. And I try to control it as much as I can today. I know I said it about, like, three or four times. Control of me saying, um... You know, these little pauses... So I'm trying to clean a little little stuff up, get better, you know, work on my craft a little bit. Uh, but I really do appreciate the people that do take time or want to listen to my podcast or, you know, respect my takes or my opinions on what I talk about. Uh, I'm passionate about it, obviously. If I wasn't passionate, I wouldn't have kept going this long. So other than that, I hope you have a wonderful evening. Good vibes only. Be appreciative of what you do have, whether that you don't have. If you're able to listen to this podcast, that means you have a phone, you have a computer, um, you have access to something that others probably don't. So stay up. And yeah, peace.